Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning. It is the aforementioned Jason Manford. I'm here with Justin Morehouse. Good morning, Jason. <laughs> Uh, who doesn't look like that voice. I, do I not? No, you look tired. Do I look? I'm a little bit tired, but do you know what? On the radio, you can't be tired, so good morning, Jason. <laughs> good morning. Uh, 8.12.15 is the text this morning. If you are up and about and you want to say hello, it'd be lovely to hear from you. This is Jason Manford. This is matters. Elbow on Absolute Radio. I love that song. It's a great song. It's, there's so many... There Anthemic. Uh, yeah, there are, there are a number of songs like that where you think, you know what, that's probably done now, we've heard that enough, but never no, that one. Always never. a great song. It's, uh, you know, it's uplifting. The beauty. It's like a northern hymn, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it, is. it is. I imagine it's played on many a wedding day. Yeah, and a funeral probably. Well, maybe not. I'd have mm. it as a funeral song, walking in. Not walking out. No walking out. Maybe. Walking out. Cheer up, cheer yourselves up. Yeah. 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 Like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheer yourselves up. Why not? Well, I'd, 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 I'd write a little thing and then so the vicar would go, oh, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't have a vicar, but the, uh, yeah. you, I might have you do my, my funeral. I'll do it. Yeah, and Jason go. I'm still around. And it's just, in, like, because you'd be struggling to get the words because out. Because I'd be crying, right, yeah, of course. <laughs> just go. And like yeah. Justin said, throw those curtains wide and then my curtains open, my coffin would be there. Mm, not sure about that. No, bit. no, close the curtains. <laughs> close the curtains. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Close the curtains less wide. Yeah. <laughs> less wide, please. Uh, Justin Morehouse, alive and well. Uh, yeah, very He's alive. absolutely fine. And there is no hint of any early impending death. Not sure why he started talking about his own death there, but... Because I'm aware of my, my own morality. I'm morality or mortality? <laughs> morality. <laughs> There's a Freudian slip. <laughs> He's aware of both. I'm very aware of my And one could lead to the other quite easily in this business. Uh, Good morning. Hope you're all very well this morning. 8.12.15 is the text this morning. As always, what are you up to? What are you doing on a Sunday morning? Uh, Greg Huddersfield, cleaning portaloos in this sun. Lovely. Muck's money, Jason, my lad, he says. Muck's money. That warm chemical aroma. Oh, I just can't. That's that's the thing about festivals. I just don't... I just can't do a... I poo on other people's poos. Uh, Lottie and Darren, sorry everyone, I just can't do it, but that's the thing that puts me off. Uh, Jason, driving from Warrington to Cornwall, clear roads, happy hubby, happy hubby, happy wife. Can you please say thank you to him for driving all the way? Oh, she's she's already said that. Yeah. He thought, I thought we were going half and half. He's only yeah. just found out. Um, uh, we need to stop soon. Uh, what about to hand yourself from Warrington? Because you're Andy in Warrington, aren't you? Straight on the M6. It's a great, it's a great location. Just want to get through Birmingham. That's what you want to do. Get through Birmingham. It's a tough, yeah. It's a you tough drive. Right? You? you just don't know. The problem is on a Sunday, and mm. we find this because we drive evenings after gigs. Yeah. That's when they have no respect for the drivers. Last night, they the M6 go, ah, closed. Just close stuff. The M6 closed. Why do you want to close? Because I want to sweep this bit of hard shoulder for five minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to close the M6. We've got all. We've just got to give uh, the the cones a bit of an airing. So we're just going to put them out. <laughs> going to put them out tonight. And uh, we've got Vicky, Vicky Fry's message. She says, hi, Jace. I'm just on my way to Leeds to take part in the Leeds 10K. Uh, good luck to everyone. It's going to be a hot one. I mean, again, running's not for me. Now, I've done one 10K. I did it last yeah. year. It's a rite of passage. More than, more than I have. Well, two years ago, I had my hip replaced. And then a year after that, I ran that Manchester 10K mm. just to do it. I yeah. say ran. 
yeah. sort of did a quick walk and just kept looking behind me going, I'm not last, am I? Yeah. When a bloke ran past me with a fridge on his shoulder. That's the worry, isn't it? Yeah. It's when the diving suit guy goes past you. Yeah, they you're do. like, hang yeah. on, <laughs> he's still finishing last year's. Yeah. Hey, I'm beating this guy. <laughs> oh, he's just recovered from a serious illness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Rob from Cheltenham. Uh, hi, Jason and Mr. Morehouse. Oh, that's nice, Rob. Thanks. I don't know why he has respect for you and not for me, but hey. Maybe he couldn't remember my name. It's Justin. He, yeah. he, he knew it. Um, oh, he says, Mr. Morehouse is a great swimmer. Ah, he's confusing me with Adrian Morehouse. <laughs> but he must have enjoyed medalist. Uh, Big Night last night, as his voice has gone a bit funny. But I think he thinks you're a different person. <clears throat> he thinks I'm Adrian Morehouse, the, uh, uh, the swimmer. He's done a little joke. All right. Or a mistake. No yeah. idea. I think the jokes is you've got to make them funny, mate. <laughs> I don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but uh, uh, that's not true. No, no uh, Adrian. When I was growing up, the, mm. like Adrian, Mor- there was Adrian Morehouse who was quite famous and Morehouse's Jam. Oh, and then about two years ago, there's a guy who's a place in uh, Hertfordshire called Tring. Mm. Yes, I know it. Yeah, and there's a little festival they have there every year called Tringe. So it's the Tring nice. tr- I like Tringe. It. And all comedians before they go up to the Edinburgh Festival, they have a week long festival. I met this guy, and he was called Morehouse, and he was a descendant of the Morehouse Jam people. Oh. I, thought, I bet you're rich. And he went, no, it all went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I know Morehouse Jam. Well, exactly, that's the yeah. problem. That's show business. Robertson's. And then after that, I'm struggling. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hall of the Moon. Originally uh, 1985. Yeah. When it reached 26. Uh, a little anecdote about that song there, oh, Jason. Pray got tell. A, pray tell, little, Justin Morehouse. little anecdote. 1989, when you was 10 and I was 19. Okay. Um, I was 8, but fine. All right, who was born in 1979? Nope, 81. Oh, was you? Mm. Oh, you're younger than I thought. Mm, I know. So I think a minute, has that changed with showbiz, <laughs> that age? Anyway, so I went to see the Stone Roses, their seminal uh, Spike Island gig. Yeah. It's a famous gig, it was great. Me, Mick Joanne, who's an hairdresser, and our kid, Timbo, uh, and a few others, we got, we, we got the train to, and it's in Widnes, on an island in, in the Mersey. And it sounds great, but I've been back since, and it's not. Right. And uh, <laughs> as we walked down, we were 19, I was very giddy. I was Oof, very giddy. Why wouldn't you be? And, uh, and, and uh, there was a bar at the end of the street before we all went into this gig, and uh, they were they were they were dancing on the roundabout on the main oh, road on the thoroughfare wow. to that song, and people were on the shoulders and dancing, singing it. Nice. And I just thought to myself, I thought, this is the moment life will never. This is my Woodstock, you know, life will never <laughs> yes. change. This will be it. And then we went to see the concert, and it was good and everything, but we missed the bus home. Oh, great anecdote, Justin. <laughs> but every time I think about that song, I remember that moment, you know, of missing the bus or the the happy bit. Uh, miss, well, miss, um, we, me and my brother got on different buses, and there was all the orange buses that came back to Manchester because everyone who went to the gig was from round here, more or less. Mm. And uh, we, we got the bus, and my dad had to come and find our kid, and he was hiding in the bush in Piccadilly Gardens because he was frightened. <laughs> he was only about 50. Oh. <laughs> he was about four o'clock in the to morning. To be fair, though, I've been to Piccadilly Gardens even recently, and I, four o'clock in the afternoon, it's mate. Terrifying. It is terrifying. It's one of the most terrifying places in Manchester. Uh, someone said at my funeral, because we were talking about Justin dying oh, right. a, a few minutes ago, uh, he's not. But he was talking about no. it. She says, at my funeral, uh, I want yellow and happy music. People say this a lot. I want them to wear bright colours and happy... And I sort of have a part of me that's like, I'd like everyone to be really, really crying. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, like a lot. Well, listen, I don't mean to bring the tone down, but yeah. you, you was at a funeral this week or the week before mm. when it was a celebration mm. of somebody's life. Yeah. And I've been to funerals where it has been like that. I've been to a funeral where it was a right laugh. Yes, and I've been to those funerals as well. Yeah. 
And I think certain people deserve those sort of funerals and, yeah. and warrant those sort of funerals. But you want you want a sombre occasion. No, I want really sombre. Like really sad. I want there to be a national day of mourning. <laughs> <laughs> 8, 12, 15 on the text. Let's move on. Yes. Uh, who else is up and about this morning? Uh, someone says, Man, Jase, I'm sat melting steel in Sheffield for 12 hours. It's a proper Sheffield job, that, isn't it? That is a proper, yeah. Sarah from Litchfield, I'm on my way back to my pits after a night shift. Oh, tell us what you do, though, Sarah. We're interested. What did you do all night? Who knows what she did. She could have worked in an all-night garage. She could have worked in a, in a hospital. She could have done anything. Literally anything. Tell us, Sarah, before you get in your pit. I'm in my work sitting on my own, this person says. I opened a new bag of muesli. You know how to live. <laughs> to, eat a, to eat a bowl at my desk, and the bag ripped right down the side. How the hell am I going to store that in my locker? Get another bag. I mean, it's only muesli. Yeah. Sorry. Don't whatever you do, don't be tempted to uh, store it non-sealed. No, and the I mean, mice love a bit of muesli, don't they? Well, and the other thing that people do, and I've I've been a victim of it as well, is we've got these like cereal containers yep. that we pour cereal into mm-hmm. the plastic containers with a little lid. Yeah, and you think, what? Well, why have I done that? Because what happens is, you know that bit at the bottom of your cereal box that ruins all cereal. You know, the, mm. like the powder. Yeah, that comes out the end. The remnants. Yeah, you end up with about. Like a quarter of it just ends up being that powder. It's a, it's a ruddy nightmare. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I feel on a Sunday we should talk about politics. Like we should give it a bit of the old Andrew Marr. I feel like this show is has done well because it's don't politics talk. free, yes. When my son was about 11, he's 20 now, and Andrew Marr came on one morning and he went, ugh. Because he watched, like, you get up, don't you, to watch Match of the Day on a Sunday morning, mm. and then that came on, he went, ugh, good morning with big ears. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? Because there was a point where, um, with politics, you could sort of have a chat about it, and now it's so divisive, and you can't mm. even... You can't even... No, it's not. Mainstream media. Of course you're saying it is. <laughs> Well, also, I think it's changed us as a people. I went to, I was in Portugal a little while back, <clears throat> and uh, <coughs> excuse me, I was in in Portugal. Typical I'd, Ramona. I'd, um, I'd so we'd hired a car, hired a car, uh, as you do when you're on holiday. And one evening, as I'm out and about, um, uh, this taxi van just started reversing and just went right into the side of the car. Mm-hmm. Now that's horrible in your own car, but in a higher car, you're just thinking, Have I paid the excess? Like, what? what how much is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how much that is. And I'm thinking, how much is that going to be now? Not not a clue. So I rang the company straight away. I said, look, this has happened. Uh, I've got all pictures. I've got the guy's details. I've taken pictures of his, you know, licence and all that. And this, he was like a German guy. He was very apologetic and he was, you know, uh, it was all fine. It was all agreed. Mm. Anyway, dropped, dropped the car off on when we finished. And I said to the woman there, I said, um... There's all the details. This is the fellow who crashed into it. That's who you need to ring. She said, oh, it's... We've got to pay 500 euros for, for this mark on the door. I was like, why? I don't think so. She said, well, you should have rang the police. Uh, I was like, but you ring the police for an accident? That's what she was like, that's what we do in Portugal. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. that you've got to ring the police uh, when there's been a, a scuffle like this. I said, this is it's not a police matter. And then I was getting a bit agitated because I've, like, I've got all the kids. I'm by myself with the kids. We've got a flight to catch. Mm. She's like not letting me go without paying this 500 euros which i've not got on me and i'm and i'm starting to get a bit agitated and I, at one point i went well look, this is this doesn't happen where we're from <laughs> she was like well this is what we do here i said and I, i've never called it this before i went in great britain <laughs> 
Great Britain. I've never yeah. called it Great Britain in my life. <laughs> in Great Britain, I thought. I, I went full Brexit. I don't Did know you? what happened. I went full Brexit. And uh, in the end, I, I had Paid to... 500 quid. No, actually, in the end, I just... I did... I, I just walked off. Did you? I thought, I'm going. I thought, they've got my details. If there's a problem, we'll deal with it when we get home. And uh, So she, as the plane sits on the tarmac for hours? Well, there was a moment where she was like, right, well, I'll have to get the police to follow you. I was like, fine, fine. If they want to come after me with five kids, I'll take them. I was like, I'd gone full. Oh, William Wallace. Yeah, I did. I was, but inside I was going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the kids was probably going, Dad, you said this would happen. Yeah, exactly. When you crashed the car into that man and made him sign that thing. <laughs> uh, right, eight twelve fifteen on the text. Uh, somebody says that um, I've um, I mixed up my rabbits this morning. Right. Um, <laughs> cranky. Text. Bit, a bit early for that. Morning. Um, <laughs> in your pit. Uh, I've kept... Uh, I said Mrs Rabbit, but obviously what I meant was Miss Rabbit. All oh, right, Miss Rabbit. She's not married either. No, they're related. Right. Well, you couldn't be married at all them jobs. No. You couldn't be. Uh, and Darren from Romford, uh, he says, uh, I'm just driving my boat back to its mooring at Grey's after a trip up the River Medway. Two cups of tea down, a bacon sandwich. What a cracking morning. I don't think that's true. You don't think so? No, no one drives boats. Well, like, like a little... He's not. You don't drive a boat, do you? You sail a boat. Well, to be fair, he said. He said there's no wind, so but no sailing. All oh, right, maybe that's why. Is that, is it, I've got, got a guess. I don't know, but he I've knows got more a, about it than I do. Darren's probably more of an expert. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> I reckon so as well. It's got all a bit giddy. <laughs> yeah, I think because you did a gig on a cruise once, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I always get a bit giddy when I think, "Oh, I can smell an imposter." Fake news. <laughs> hashtag sad. <laughs> He also put enjoying the show at the end, and you've really spoiled that for Darren. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. sorry, mate. That's for both of us actually. Me and Darren had a moment there, and you've you waded in. But it doesn't sound right, does it? I drove the boat. Oh, did you you drive your boat here? You sail your boat, or you? What do you call a canal boat when you do? What do you do? What barged? We're all Team Darren. Okay, so you you can keep going, but we are hashtag Team Darren here. So drove his boat. (laughs) Let it go. Where real music matters. Nikki and Andy up this morning. Listen to this, I'll make you jealous. Morning, Jason. We're on our way to Southampton to join the Ventura cruise ship as we're heading to the Canaries tomorrow. Oh, oh lovely. That's the life, isn't it? That's hard all life. year and off you go on a cruise. On a cruise. Oh, and a good one as well. Crikey. Do you remember our, you know our mate Alfie, Alfie Joey? Absolutely. When he was getting married, he, he did loads of cruises. BBC to, Newcastle Radio. Yeah, he did now. loads of cruises to, to pay for his wedding, and he didn't do them nice ones. He did the, he did yeah. the, the bottom end ones. <laughs> yes. And he had a lovely line he used to say, yeah, I'm not saying this cruise was rough, but it's the only one I've been on where the passengers have got more tattoos than the sailors. <laughs> Very nice, very okay. nice. That's the way as a comedian that you can steal your mate's joke but do it as an anecdote in his story. Mate, I spend every week doing that. <laughs> it's just a shout-out to some of the comics out there who've yeah. got very funny jokes. Uh, as long as you say it, it's fine. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Sally says, Jace fell off the wagon quite spectacularly last night and now having a bacon butty in the sun, trying to sort out this hangover. Should I just get back on the vino? No, no, you need to rehydrate. That's what you need to do. Yes. It's all a hangover is, isn't it? That's it. it. Glass of water before bed, they say. Yeah. Two glass of water before bed. And loads during the day as well. Tired. Mm. That's the thing about hangovers, isn't it, when you get to a certain age? Yes. The tiredness, isn't it? Well, for me, I'm not a big drinker, as you well know. Mm. And uh, I went out Thursday and uh, I thought I'll be... I'll only, it, was start, it was an event that started about two 
I thought it'd be done by six, and it was like a, a sort of slightly corporate thing. ITV had invited us along, and mm. it was all that. And about six, the sort of off, like the people I knew, the people from ITV were leaving. Yeah, and, the, the professional uh, people. Yeah, who yeah. had like proper jobs to go yeah. to the next day. We've we've done our drinking now. We've done our requisite yes. uh, chatting and, and and circling and mingling. Yeah. And now we're going. And just, Let's carry on. I was like, "Come on, where you going, you losers?" <laughs> and uh, then Rag and Bone Man came on. It Did was a bit, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, like a festival thing. Look, Erasure were on. Were like, they? Yeah, it was a brilliant gig. It was were great. They? I know. And uh, so we great. And I was gonna go because I didn't know anybody. I'd sort of bumped into a couple of people I half knew, like James Corden and people like that. Oh, but, look at this. Know. Let me just find that one on the floor. I know. There, just under but the it desk. Was, anyway, there was a couple of other people there, but I don't, not fully to sort of go, well, I'll have an evening. And then, like a beacon of light in the distance. And we've all had this with this well-loved TV personality. Yeah. Rob Brydon came out. Ah. Oh. Came out of the darkness with his wife. Jason. Yeah, lovely. Anyway, I've known Rob for a long time, and uh, and he, I said, are you sticking around? He went, if you do, I will. And we just stay, and we were there till, like, gone 11 o'clock, which oh. is late for me. <laughs> That's late for me. Do you know, I grew up listening to tales of rock and roll <laughs> excess, Led Zeppelin, Motley Crue. It started at 2. 2 to 11 with Rob Brydon. <laughs> you, I'll tell you what, get, make sure the tabloids weren't there. Good job it was a private event. <laughs> Manford in alcohol shame <laughs> till eleven on a school eleven night. Eleven on a Thursday on a school night. Mate, I was, I was, it was living it up for me. I bet you was on the Alka Seltzer the next day, weren't oh, you? Crikey. Chasing it, weren't you? Uppers and downers. Well, the problem is, the problem is, as you were mentioning about hangovers, there, I'd, I'd probably get drunk maybe twice a year. Still tired now, aren't you? I'm knackered. Sunday. I mean, I know it's Sunday morning, but still, I've still got a slight leftover. Leftover. That's what they call I it. I got a taxi this morning, just on the off chance. <laughs> Music matters. A lot of people, um, you've really uh, put a fire under people's bushel here with uh, <laughs> this um, driving, driving a boat situation. Uh, someone said, is it piloting a boat? Do you pilot a boat? I think you pilot a boat into harbour. Yes. Yes. Somebody on uh, somebody on Twitter says, uh, do you uh, do you navigate a boat, Louise? Do you navigate a do boat? Do you captain a ship? There's a lot going on this morning. Do you steer a barge? Mm. I don't know. Who knows? More gold. Get Susie Dent on. Do you know Susie Dent? Get, I do know Susie yeah, Dent, get her on. yes. Get her on. She'll sort this She'll out She'll sort us. that out. Yeah, yeah she yeah, doesn't yeah. do Sundays. No. Do Sundays, no way. Uh, who else is up and about? Good morning, myself and uh, my kids and hubby have just got off a cruise ship in Southampton. Oh, lovely. I've got a lot of cruise listeners. <laughs> I've got a lot of upwardly mobile listeners yeah, on my Yeah, uh, I'd imagine so. I did a... Uh, you mentioned... I, I've never done uh, gigs on cruises, mm. but I did a gig on a cruise ship. Mm. It was a it was a, uh, a, a course that people had been on and they'd hired a ship and they sold sailed it out oh, to yeah. Guernsey. And we'd done it and done the gig in international waters. Nice. And uh, I was on this boat for like uh, 24 hours. It was one of the big swanky, big P&O oh, ones. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, I could, I could, you know, I could live this life. I could, I like this. The food's great. Mm. You know, it's relaxing. You know, it's great. And then I looked at my phone. There's no phone signal. I'm not staying on this boat. No, no it's over. They no. must have Wi-Fi on them now. Very expensive though, isn't it? A mate of mine, Paul Webster, right? He's a, he's a, he's a physio in, uh, in Manchester. Good old Webby, Webby. Yeah. And uh, he, um, he's a personal trainer. He's a, he's a yeah. personal trainer now. He used to work at Man City. Now he's a personal trainer. He's brilliant. He's top bloke, top bloke. And he's... Um, He's big on the the mini trampolines. You know the mini trampettes yes, that you can get. Yeah. Loads of exercises you can do on them. You do a session with him. It's all on this mini trampoline. He loves it, right? Anyway, his wife's booked 
booked this cruise. And he's rung ahead, he said, what, can you just tell me what's in the gym at, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the cruise? Because I'm, you know, I'm a fitness guy and for a week and a half or 10 days, whatever it is, I need to make sure I can still go to the gym. And uh, the guys give it a list of everything, uh, of everything that's uh, what's on the, uh, in the gym. And he said, okay, have you got any mini trampolines there? And they said, no, we don't have any here on the, on the ship. He said, oh, would you mind if I bring my own? He said, well, I'll have to take that under advisement and get back to you. Anyway, he got an email back to say, due to health and safety concerns, you can't have a mini trampoline oh. on, on the boat. He replied back to say, I wasn't going to put it near the edge. <laughs> There's <laughs> the joke. That's not where it's going. I wonder where it was going. There's the joke. I've got a gag every time. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So I've, mo- I've just moved house. Mm-hmm. Recently. I've just moved house. It's not like you. What, moving house? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I need to get closer to the kids' school. It was getting a bit of a pain. Oh, yeah. Driving oh. around the M60 every morning. Location, location, location. Oh, it was a nightmare. To a point where the kids were starting to get like, oh, it's just staying at your house, Daddy. It's just that half an hour drive oh, in the morning. I'm like, oof. I just felt that emotional good lunch. Like, okay, moving house. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved now back to, uh, back to Stockport Way. And, uh, but one of, the re- one of the reasons we moved, so we were in this, um, we were just in a semi detached. Uh, in our old house. And I kept saying to everybody, I kept saying, the walls are too thin in this house. Sometimes I go downstairs because I think that someone's, like, got in. Mm. It's just next door. Yeah. You know, messing around. I yeah. And I, I kept hearing chats and stuff like that. And people going, it's not, it's not, no one else could hear it. It was just no. me. There was only one day I was sat there with my dad, right, and uh, our living room, the wall... As, and the, on the other side, obviously, is the is the neighbour's living room. I presume I've never been in. And uh, my dad went, "What weird?" And my, da- <laughs> and my dad went, "Bless you," like to me. Yeah. And I was like, "That wasn't me. It was the neighbour." Wow, like, he, that's how thin the walls were. And finally, I was like vindicated. I was like, "I knew." Um, so I asked on I asked on Facebook, uh, "Is has anyone ever heard? Like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever heard coming out of a neighbour's yeah. wall? Or, or a hotel, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so we've got quite a few. Uh, Andrew Hall said, um, all I ever hear from my neighbours is, whoa, wrong hole, which is weird, playing snooker at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, I um, also enjoyed... Uh, without comment, said, without comment from me. He did well there, he yeah. did well. Somebody said, um, this was an odd one, actually. Somebody uh, said the weirdest thing, they, they were in a top top floor flat, and from the one, from the flat below... One night, they just heard, in Jesus' name, I compel you. Can you imagine? <laughs> At two o'clock in the morning, someone's having an exorcism. You know, you know, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> you know our mutual friend Jim. I do. Uh, Jim P. He was saying in a hotel, he said, and it's one of them, you know, this is, I'm going to couch these in terms that are not going to be embarrassing for anybody. Of course. But when you stay in a hotel and you can hear people in the next room relaxing, Quite, up, you quite. know, they're away from the kids. I know what you're saying. They're having a great time. Having a lovely time. And he said, he just he's got, oh, God. And once you tuned in, you go, oh, oh, oh. That's it. That's he said, but the absolute peak is after 15 minutes. 15 minutes! Wow! He had the book go, that's E1. <laughs> A1. In a Scottish program. <laughs> that's E1. <laughs> of all the things to say. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, A1. <laughs> Top quality. <laughs> So eight twelve fifteen is the text this morning. Uh, it doesn't all have to be filth. No, uh, please not. But if anything, if it couldn't be, that'd be great. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. 
Music matters. Christy Morehouse is my guest this morning. You keep calling me your guest, but, you know, I, it feels weird. Though. Why? Because I'm not your guest, am I? Well, I'm just your friend. Yeah, but you're our guest. There's, like, me and the listeners right. are here every week. You're just here to, like, today. But I have a different relationship with you than being... Yeah, but if I said... Because, I'll be honest with Go you, on. I listen to the show mm. frequently. Yeah. Not infrequently, but not resolutely. I know not, what you're not saying. religiously. And sometimes you have your guests on, mm. all right, and they crack on that, and they don't know you really. No. But you're the showbiz mates. Of course. You showbiz know what I mean? Pals, yeah. Yeah. But I want to get that across. Well, we had Sarah Milliken last week. She's a friend of mine, and she was... Yeah, I mean, she was you know, she but was she's brilliant. not, you know, you know... She was really good. Yeah, I know she was. I, I heard the producer telling everyone that before we came on air. <laughs> And of course she's good. She's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, she was. Do you know what I mean? Exceptional. But you mean she's not the girl you ring when you when you like 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 I get a ring on a Friday because someone's let you down. <laughs> there's no there's no surprise surprise. This hasn't been advertised prior to me coming. Who was supposed to be here today? Uh, well, now this is we have this a lot actually. Mm. Comics say to me they go, "Who am I replacing?" Because you only rang Thursday. What mm. they don't realise is Thursday is the day that we sort out Sunday. Right, <laughs> So okay. we, we actually don't have anyone booked until about Thursday. Okay. You know, I'll always be like, here. I'm like, in, back in the day when uh, Question of Sport used to film, if you saw Brian Robson was on it, you knew someone had dropped out because <laughs> they filmed it in Manchester and they would always ring somebody local. <laughs> so if you hear me, it means that I'm a vet. I'm just, I'll come anyway, me, I'm all right. More else. A friend of mine, friend of the shows. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a weird phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Friend of the show. You know, we love it. Anyway, so we're chatting this morning about weird things that you've heard through a wall. Hmm. That's the sort of subject we've got on to. Yeah. That is what's going to win us the Sony Award. Don't uh, do them anymore, do they? Do they not do it? No. I have no idea. Well, I didn't want one anyway. <laughs> 8, 12, 15 on the text. Uh, Nicola Forrest, uh, I know the feeling only too well. My neighbour used to have their telly up so loud. Yeah. I used to watch the news with the sound turned down. Wow. Just so it didn't jump. I thought that's what she did through the wall. I know that feeling only too well. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Gibson, our neighbour has a stand of stair lift, so when he gets up or goes to bed, I go on our stairs and I see if I can beat it. She has a little race with the stand of stair lift. She, she has a race with a disabled person. Well, that's what it sounds like. Mocking, mocking a disabled person, gets to the landing and goes, I've beat you, wheelchair man! Like through the wall. Back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannah Louise Berry says, Walked down my street the other day, no one was in sight. It was really quiet. I heard a guy sneeze from inside his house. I shouted, bless you. <laughs> from inside his house. Bless you! <laughs> really loud. I love that. And Becky Champion, uh, you think What that's, a name. That's a great name. Great name. Uh, Sarah Champion, of course, is after after me at 11 yeah. o'clock. Uh, you think that's bad. We can hear our neighbour turning on their bathroom light. Like the actual... Oh. <laughs> they can hear that. It's that thin here. Building regs. Uh, I know their uh, bowel movement's better than I know my own. Lovely. That's a, I don't really need that bit, to be honest, at the end there, Becky. No. That's taking the... I hate that word. Bowel movements. Movements. <laughs> Have there. you moved your bowels? I told him a sad story. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. My name's Lucy. I'm from Stafford. I was stopping at a hotel in Germany when I was awoken by the sound of a snarling, growling dog. I'd never heard anything like it, and it scared the life out of me. Turned out it was just the guy snoring in the room next door. It was demonic. Wow. That is not what you need at all. German Shepherd, perhaps. Quite possibly yeah. nice. Let's see what he did there. Uh, Lynn uh, says, uh, My neighbours are arguing. Uh, one time <laughs> they heard him shout, I don't know why I buy milk from down the road when I've married a cow like you. Oh, oh come on. Oh, no. No. That's it's not Donald Trump, then, it? Well, also, that is a well thought out response. Like, he must have had that in his head. Burning into his soul. I'm going to say this. Yeah. 
Next time, next time she has a go at me, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna oh, make no. her feel, and the rest of womankind. Jason <laughs> Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. We're discussing this morning all the proper things that we should be discussing. Big stuff. The big stories, uh, like for example, this has been reported by CNN News. An alarm clock stuck in a wall has gone off every night for 13 years. It's a brilliant story, isn't it? Bong. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story, isn't it? It's a great story. Somebody it... lowered an alarm clock into the duct of their wall to find out whether they thought... They were trying to fix a wall to the thing and they said, if I put an alarm clock down there, I can hear when the beep goes off so I know where the hole is. Ridiculous. <laughs> Forgot a... they'd done it and left it in there for 13 years. Jerry Lynn hasn't had a quiet evening in 13 years. Every night at 6.50... During daylight saving time, <laughs> the alarm closed off. Uh, the alarm stuck in a Pennsylvania homeowner's living room wall rings and rings and rings. It doesn't bother us, Lynn said through gritted teeth. It's kind of cute. Lynn thought the clock's batteries would have run out by now. They didn't, though, did they? No, they really haven't. Every night since he dropped it down, the second floor air vent in September 2004, the incessant beeping starts like clockwork. It, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the very nature of it, isn't it's it? The, it's the only job. Yeah. It's the only job to go off like clockwork. Uh, the ringing lasts... Uh, oh, it's only a minute. Only lasts for a minute. Yeah. Um, so, but you can hear it from any room on the first floor. Do you see what they're going to do now? They've re- managed to remove it. You know what they're going to do? Go on. They're going to put it on the mantelpiece and let it go off at 10 to 8 every night still. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful moment. Uh, yeah, not the best Not the best idea in the world, but we are, we are talking about... Uh, the oddest things you've heard through, through a wall. A wall. So yeah. it, it links in beautifully with our Perfect. subject this morning. Uh, Snake Hips uh, Burrows on Twitter. Oh, Snake Hips. Yeah, the old Snake yeah. Hips says, uh, weirdest thing I've ever heard uh, through a wall in a Bolton accent, put that knobbly bobbly down. That's what they've heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, made by Nestle, of course. Uh, Craig Turton Lindell says, uh, a parrot repeatedly telling its owner, food, idiot. Wow. <laughs> I'd get rid. I'd definitely get rid. It's at 8.12.15 on the text this morning. Weirdest things you've ever heard through a wall. Uh, Justin Morehouse is a a touring comedian. Are you not, Justin? Yeah, I am, I suppose, yeah. Tell us about your tour. Um, Well, Mm -hmm. this is your moment. (laughs) Oh, to sell it. Yes. So, about a year ago, I wrote a new show called People and Feelings because the current potential second Mrs Morehouse would have... Phone calls that lasted an hour, and I said, what are you talking about to your friends? And she said, mm. people and feelings, and I thought, that's a good idea. That's a good title, show. yeah. So, yeah, so I've done this show for uh, for the last six months, and um, it, I did one last night in Birmingham at the old Rep Theatre. Lovely theatre. Beautiful old theatre. Great theatre. And, uh, and that, I'm on a little hiatus now. Yes. For the summer months. Summer and holes. then I've just announced 20-odd dates or so. Boom. Some great places. Uh, I'm going to do one in Little Halton. That's an odd place to do a gig. In a temporary venue. Wow. In this thing called The Roundabout. It's a little oh. pop-up theatre. Is it with... It's not with the Lowry, is it? It is with the Lowry. We uh, we ran a Manford's Comedy Club in that very tent. It's great, isn't it? It's a lovely theatre, yeah. And it's a lovely little space, actually. They're going to yeah. pop it uh, in Little Hulton, and then I'm going all over the place, and I end up in the Lake District in, in December. So about 20 more. Great. And then I'm going to need to write my new show, but this will be the last time. And if you've seen me before, uh, it's as good as that. If not better, am I selling it? I like it. Yeah. Do you want to know what's in the show? I talk about. If you want, I talk about uh, the games we played when we were kids. I like your description though, because that's how I describe my shows. I go, if you if you've seen me before and you liked it, then yeah. you'll really like this show. And if you've seen me before and you didn't like it, you won't like this one. I say, 
in every show I talk... It's only fair, isn't it? What I like to do before a talk show, I like to tell people, this is what's going to happen. This is how long it's going to be. Yeah. And, like, normally during the winter, if it's a Saturday, I go, you probably will get on for match of the day. Easily. Because I like to start at 7.30. Yep. I have a support act on, and then we've done about half nine, quarter to ten, and then you can go for another drink if you want. Yeah, just go and watch match of the day. And I go, if you did like it at the end... Let me know if you want to get involved. I always talk to the uh, the people who enjoyed the show. If you didn't, you know, you took a risk, you took yes, a chance. Exactly. You know, no just one, one likes day. the grass. No, you know exactly. I mean? Keep Don't it be going on TripAdvisor. <laughs> oh, well, I was underwhelmed. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> I've I tried things and I didn't like them and I moved on. I often start, I've often started my shows with, uh, with an exact time that it's going to finish. Like, yeah. to, to the minute. Yeah, of course. Because I think no matter how good a show is, you, you always at... want to know. Like, like, with a play, yeah, you sort of you can follow the narrative of, like, right, I can see the end coming, or, you know. But, but they tell you yes. in theatres, tonight's performance will be finished for this time, because a lot of them people are getting lifts home and yeah. things like that. And I think it's important. And do you know what? I, when I go on stage, I really try hard. You know? Same. And I give it every everything. Time. Every and, time. And there are people in the audience, and this is me being slightly bigoted, mm. and I know that I just blow their minds for an hour and a bit. That's lovely. And they laugh their heads <laughs> off, and they, I see them, there's nothing better than seeing people wiping away a tear, laughing their heads off. And then you'll see some people, and you might as well, <laughs> yeah. you might as well come round their house, yeah, I know. send something through the wall, <laughs> and done a big poo on the lawn. <laughs> I always think it's uh, you know a lot of a lot of comics say uh, leave an audience wanting more, and I think leave them thinking they've had enough. Yeah, that's the best way around, I reckon. Yeah, I like people to have gone. Yeah, it was it was value for money. Yeah, I love that yeah. all day long. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. Alan from Hull. Um, I hope he's all right. He says morning, men. Morning, says, uh, on my way back to Hull from Leyland after finishing my last delivery for Jackson's Bakery. Uh, haven't stopped laughing since you two started. That's an hour and 40 minutes. We have ads and songs. Yeah. But I love that he's finished work. I mean, I love that, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm worried that he's been... I think he's delirious. Easily pleased. <laughs> he's, he's been laughing. And even our talking, has, it's not all been gold. No, no. You know. Very rarely have we strayed towards gold. <laughs> been bronze at best. <laughs> but thanks, Alan, from yeah, Paul. It's always nice to, uh, to to hear from you. Um, we, uh, we've talked about your tour, we, but how do we get to see the tour, Justin Morehouse? Well, if you've got the internet, justinmorehouse.com forward slash gigs. Nice, see what you did there. Yeah. Just in case people get that far and go, well, well, where'd you go from here? Yeah. Yeah, so they're all on there now. Um, I See, because I'm sort of um, low rent, as opposed to you, with your uh, machine that you have behind you, Jason has people that does these things. I had to put these all on my own website the other day. Oh, here he goes. And it's so hard, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not very good at... That's someone who does it. (laughs) Literally not a clue. I'm not very good at the admin. Oh, yeah. Ad, yeah. John does mine as well. We're all with John at Lula. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah, but I, I, he, he doesn't do this for me. Oh, right. It's for you because you're on big heads and that. Well, also, I've got ten times as many dates as you. So. Oh, whoa! <laughs> oh, oh, let me just get that knife on me back. <laughs> just, yeah, oh, but, you oh, know, gosh. I could do no. your... I could, I could stop, do I'm down! I'm, just I'm down, stop! Mercy, I've tapped out! I could add your dates in ten minutes. I've got... <laughs> Let me count the ways in which. (laughs) Goodness sake. Hey, you know what? See what he does there? He gives you a little. Little I plugged your door and that. There and then bang, I got a minute. Got a bit too big for his boots there, Morehouse. <laughs> Do twice as many as you. Twice as many, and the rest. Oh, how do you spell arena? 
It sounds like a lovely tour. Oh, no, that's patronising. <laughs> I can't say anything now. Yeah, why don't you bring Rob Bride and see how many he's doing? <laughs> um, no, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. No, it will be good. Uh, you you know are, you... I mean, joking apart, you are easily one of the best comics on the circuit. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, honestly. One of them. Yeah, one of them, because there's loads of very funny ones. Yeah. But there's not many who can make the leap from the club to a tour. No, and that's what I like doing. Where real music matters. Thanks for all your um, your texts, as usual. Uh, uh, Ian. Me? Oh, the listeners. Yeah, you as well. That's how you got on the show. A Please. barrage. Please. <laughs> Ian and Tracy said, hi, Jason and co. Oh. That's harsh. <laughs> that is harsh. Shimmer Legs and co. I don't mind being the co in that. <laughs> uh, what were they called? What, what's their names? These people. Uh, Ian and Tracy. Oh, hello, Ian and... Mm, co. Others. <laughs> Uh, we don't want to upset you in your uh, in your studio, but we are enjoying the sun listening to Absolute 80s in a pool at our borrowed villa in Cyprus. It's 38 degrees and very sunny. That That's not upset me. It's actually made me feel good for you. Well done. Yeah. I'm, I'm chuffed for you. It's inspired us. Yeah. So we also want to be in Cyprus. 38 degrees. I've never been to Cyprus. That's too hot, that 38 degrees. Is it? Yeah, I've I never been to so. Cyprus. What's it like? Have you been? No, I've not been. No, no. There ended the conversation. I thought you. Were, I thought you had something. Some panic go. I thought, oh, he's got a bit of gold. I sat back. I actually went. Oh, so I, have a little, I reached for my tea. I thought well, he's yeah. got something. He'll have a break. Oh, he'll have something about Limassol. No, no, he's got nothing. No, never been. <laughs> Absolutely no. nothing. Uh, Richard uh, from Barnsley says, uh, Jason, your uh, Portuguese car hire incident. Right. Uh, that I mentioned earlier. Um, if you want to hear it again, it'll be on the podcast. It was gold. Uh, is the reason I always dread returning our hire cars. We were put in a flat spin panic. That's a good phrase, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. A flat spin panic trying to get a flight home when the hire refused to take our car back without a hundred euro fine because there was sand in the footwell. In a holiday car? In what, what do you expect in the footwell? A dead squirrel? Unbelievable. We had to drive to a service station, unpack the cases in order to vacuum the car before returning it. <sighs> no, not having that. Not having that. Also, who who makes up those prices for hire cars? It, it's so random yeah. when you go to hire a car. It, you, one day one day you'll look at it, it'll be like, 12 euros a day. You think, oh, amazing. Some days, 600 euros a day. You're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. You know on. the excess thing that you can pay? So oh, yes. I hire cars often and I'll, hmm. I'll pick a car up and uh, they'll say, right, <clears throat> okay, it's uh, it's two and a half thousand million pounds if you have a scratch on it. <laughs> yes. Or you can pay one pounds 25 oh, and you'll take it. all that worry away. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes I'll go, nah, I like to live dangerously. <laughs> I, it, and I said to the last yeah. time I went to me, what do you mean? I went, well, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. Yeah. So this is my little thrill that I have. <laughs> that I might damage this car. And the woman went, really? She went, that's great. <laughs> I I just can't be doing with it. So, because obviously when I go on all day, I've got to get like a big eight-seater. Yeah, yeah. Jobby, you know, for the yeah. full the full family. Minibus. It's, yeah, it's essentially yeah. a minibus. It's, it's just a massive pain. They put the excess up, like you mm-hmm. said, and they just make up these prices. It's just yeah. a guy just picking out numbers. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's 2,000 euros. Oh, you like. want to look out the windows? <laughs> 200 Ooh, quid, mate. That'll be a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got to, like, return it with the exact amount of petrol it had yeah. to the penny. Yeah, exactly. I've done before where I've gone, it had three quarters of a tank, and I filled it up, got back, and it's got a full tank. I think, I'm going to drive around the airport for a bit. Yeah, yeah. No way they have this full tank. Just standing outside. The car's outside. Yeah. What's that noise? <laughs> I've got my daughter revving it. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Where real music 
matters. You won't know this, but while that song was happening, we were having dramas yeah. in the studio here. Um, Callum, our uh, producer this morning... Um, well, there was a moment I wasn't really paying attention. I'll be honest with you, I was eating a pan of chocolat and having yeah. a cup of tea on this side of the room here because I'm middle class. Uh, but you two were having a little chat. Can we can we just do this chat again? So what did you say? Well, Carl? I was talking about the youth of today. Young you comedians. Were. There was a, a comedian who me on to last night. Sent me a text at half four in the morning. Yes. Just have, saying, a little, have a little moment with you about, you, about yeah, the youth of today. Saying, and, I, and I said to Carl, I said, how old are you? He says, I'm 22. I said, oh, you're 25 years younger than me because I'm 47. And then yeah. there was a link, wasn't there? What did you say, Callum? I went, uh, yes, uh, I think we went to the same school. In fact, you were the, uh, the se- you are a year older than my mum. The year I'm above the his mum. at school! Oh! The year above his mum at school! Oh. And he just, like, slipped Casually. it in like it, was a, <laughs> like it wasn't going to devastate your day. Because technically, Callum's like the boss today, isn't he? I mean, essentially. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, running, he's running things. And he's... Oh, that was <laughs> brutal. <laughs> That was absolutely brutal. I remember... Do, am I a bit younger than your mum, though, in, in sort of persona? Yes. Yeah, but yes. I am, yeah, because mm. I don't know. You couldn't imagine me being your dad, could you? No. No. Never. God, no. I'm too young to be your dad, aren't I? Yeah, That's exactly. not the reason. <laughs> That's not the reason hey, we can't on, imagine Hey, come on, glasses. Yeah. Oh, hang on <laughs> yeah. a minute. See? We, um, I had a conversation with Phil Jupiter on, when we were on tour. Yeah. <clears throat> friend of the show. And uh, he, um, he is uh, a year older than my mum. Right. right. Even though we're, like, best pals. Yeah. Uh, he didn't know this, because I didn't want it to ruin our friendship, friendship yeah. because I thought it might make him feel weird. And it did. <laughs> um, and we were having a chat once um, <laughs> out for out for dinner, and I said, I said, oh, how, when did you start stand-up? How did it get, you know, how did it get started? I think we were having a curry in Leeds after uh, rehearsals one time at uh, Chitty. And he said, oh, well, God, he said, I started, 1982 was my first gig. I say, end of 1982, beginning of 1983, uh, was the first time I got on stage and did stand-up. And I thought it was funny to say, I said, isn't that weird that when you were learning stand-up, <laughs> I was learning how to stand-up. Yeah. I thought, that's a funny joke. He actually, he, he didn't even finish his dinner, which, if you know Phil, yeah. uh, is a big deal. It, uh, devastated. Absolutely devastated. Now I'm red down. <laughs> you can't, I'll just storm out mid-curry. <laughs> Slam a pop a dom. <laughs> He's absolutely livid. But so, then again, my mum was young. That's what I always say to people. I go, my yeah. mum, you know, she was 17, like two weeks after her 17th birthday, I, I sprung up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, what, it's don't, uh, don't feel too bad. We, what does your mum do now? Uh, she works in HR. Does she? Yeah. All right. She, she all right? She's all right, Does yeah. she remember me? She does. Does she? That's, in fact, why I brought it up. Oh, just oh, like oh, oh. Uh, why? Was he a woman? Punk the or something. Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's alimony. Right, let's... <laughs> this is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. You'll like this story, uh, even though you're a uh, vegetarian. This guy, right, has eaten a record amount of hot dogs in ten minutes to win mm. gross eating contest. I've seen these. They don't really eat them, do they? No. They drink them. Yeah. They just open the gullet and just let it like a pelican. How many hot dogs do you reckon he had? 72. That's unbelievable. I saw it on the side before. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't pretend for radio for a second. I'm Uh, too competitive. Americans celebrated their independence this 4th of July by watching some men scoff as many hot dogs as they could in 10 minutes. The contest, which takes place every year in New York's Coney Island, uh, which is like Blackpool in it, 
Mm. Uh, was won by Joey Jaws Chestnut. Joey Jaws Chestnut, the hot dog champion of Coney Island. I won it for the tenth time, seventy-two. <laughs> I chowed right down, buddy. Uh, an incredible seventy-two sausages and the buns. Oh wow! It's very important the bun bit. Yeah. And the footage is just as gross as, oh. as you would expect. I don't like. Do you know what? I, I like food. I like eating. I've, ate, I've eaten too much in my life. But, Ditto, yeah. but you know the old uh, the, the greedy eating, the kind of yeah. You know, my mate once went to a hotel where they were doing like a burger and thingy challenge, mm-hmm. and they went, "Do you want to take part?" And he goes, "You know, it's my mate John." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big and, he goes, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll do it." He goes, "No fuss, though. I don't want no fuss. I don't want no fuss, all right." <laughs> so and he went, "Are you going to do it?" And he went, "A klaxon went off, <laughs> and they wheeled a telly in to film him, and they showed it all around the pub. Someone's doing the burger challenge." Did he? Did he do it? Yeah, they were, they were explaining the rules to him, and he'd popped the mini slider burger off the top of the big <laughs> burger and popped it in his mouth before they finished. He went, oh, that's part of it. He went, oh, I thought it was a, like a little taster. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The um, chestnut here from California says, uh, I'm just a goofy dude who likes to eat. I'm a lucky guy to travel around the world and eat and make people smile. That's what he thinks he's doing. Do you know what, then? You know what you turned into, then? You know what, what? that moment was? Who was that? You were back on stage, back in the producer's. Yeah, well... A little, little smile on your face, that character that you did so well, mate. Leo. You inhabited him. I was high, it was quite high up, Leo's voice. Yeah, just so. do, do a bit of Leo now. Leo was more like, Mr. Bialystok, is anybody here? Was, was Where's there, Jason gone? Where's Jason gone? Where's Jason right gone? Here, back Where's here. I know. Oh, it's you. I know. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> isn't it? He's a vocal chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever find yourself sometimes... I, I can do an impression once. Oh, that's what I found myself doing mm. recently. Um, I was on stage the other night talking about when I did a speed awareness course with this, and this Scouse guy was teaching it. And for whatever reason, I just slipped. No, I'm going to rephrase this. I started doing John Bishop's voice. Right. It just came to me. And I'm, then, you know. Yeah, it was sort of like... I you said, put your foot down. The thing is, you've got to go slow. Do you know the saddest thing that I've discovered recently? Go on. can do one impression. Oh, go on. Well, the only person I can do is a generic South Asian. Mm, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, because it, it, it comes with with cultural baggage, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes, it's a and tough it, one to it, do. I'm clearly not a racist. No, you know what I mean. No, but, but I could do a brilliant impression of people who talk with a with a sort of generic South Asian accent. There is a there seems to be a rule. What I've found over the years is that any act you can you can do. If you want to do a Danish accent, do a Danish accent. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. You want to do a Jamaican accent? No. You want to do an American accent? Kind of fine. You want to do an Indian accent? No, 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 no. You want to do... I nearly did it then. You want to do a German accent? Absolutely fine. Yeah. You want to do a Chinese accent? No. So there's definitely a rule of if you are white Anglo-Saxon, yeah. you're allowed to do white Anglo-Saxon accents. But people do Jamaican accents all the time, don't they? And they get away with it. I think I mean, it's got such a famously laid-back accent, I think. Beer can. Yeah, the old beer can yeah, yeah. bacon situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's, like it's a funny one, isn't it? Because we're what? not being, you know, like, here we go. <laughs> Most of my friends are Asian. Yes. <laughs> Two but white got, men discussing why we're Asian, not allowed to do Asian You've got Asian, Asian mates, <laughs> and you, you've got an Asian, like, I did a, like, a couple of tours ago, I did a big thing about, like, yeah. going in the shop, and the shopkeeper said, and I go, and mm. the audience were expecting me now to do it, and I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to do his accent, I'm going to yeah. do his accent, and Abdul turns around and he goes, no, me, can't do that, because <laughs> yeah. he's from Liverpool, do you know? <laughs> I think it might be for the fact that we we say things like "I've got an Asian mate" yeah. and, there's, and there's two billion people. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got, I've got, I've got one. one. I've got I know one of them. Yes, uh, eight twelve fifteen on the text, and uh, I'll give you the number for Ofcom very shortly. <laughs> Jason 
Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So I w- wanted to talk to you for the last half hour of the show. My favourite topic uh, is uh, is muddle classness. Obviously, it's, it yeah. affects both of us. Explain muddle classness to me. Muddle simply. classness is it's that when you're in the middle, muddle. You're muddled up in the middle of class. So, for example, for me, my parents, very working class. Yeah. Uh, my kids, quite middle class. Yeah. And I'm in the middle. I've fought in both camps. Yeah. Trying to be, you know, everything to all people. Yeah. Um, and you try and treat them. Like, I took my parents out, and my little brother, remember he was about 14, we went out to a really swanky restaurant in town. I thought, I'll treat them. I'll yeah. Treat them. Obviously they're Push looking, the boat out. Yeah. They're looking at the menu, like, where's the nuggets? Right? Yeah. And uh, my brother, <laughs> we have a big beautiful steak you know when they bring a steak out and show you well you won't as a, a vegetarian yeah, yeah, yeah. but they'll bring a steak out show you the steak do you want this cut do you want this cut do you want this cut they're asking you which ones you want uh, argentinian this and that a lovely bottle of wine it was going swimmingly we had starters main course dessert got to end of dessert somebody said want a bit of cheese and wine i said to the oh yeah oh yeah i'd love a bit of cheese dad loves a bit of cheese and chutney at the end of a end of a thing so the guy comes out with uh, all these different cheeses on a tray any uh, any particular cheese you like? And uh, mum's straight in. A bit of red, le- bit of red le- Leicester, mum wants. Safe. Yeah, bit nice Easy. And safe, yeah. She knows what she's getting. Exactly. <laughs> Got away with that one. Dad says, uh, oh, I'll try the blue cheese there. I like a blue, strong blue cheese and that. I said, oh, great, we'll have a little mix there. And my little brother says to the waiter, have you got any cheese string? <laughs> cheese string? <laughs> and for a minute... The waiter was like, he felt like the idiot. He, yeah, he yeah. was like, oh, God, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> racking his cheese knowledge. Yeah. I was like, do you mean those things that... <laughs> was plast- like the plastic cheese, that's exactly what he meant. That's what he wanted, though, That's what he? he wanted, and the customer's always right. <laughs> my mum went for a meal from a, when my brother graduated and they went to a swanky-ish restaurant. Mm. And my mum's not, you know, she's been to restaurants before and she just thought, I'm going to play it safe, I'm going to go with something that I like. Yeah. And she didn't know that in her head, for all the years, she'd been saying it wrong. And she loudly and proudly went, I'll go for the tuna nicosay. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's Nassau. <laughs> yeah, but then you sound like an idiot then yeah, yeah. correcting somebody, don't I'll you? I'll have the tuna nicosay. <laughs> so we're asking this morning uh, for your muddle class moment. Stephen uh, Scadden says, uh, we got ostrich burgers for my daughter to try. Yeah. Ostrich burger's quite a, it's quite <laughs> yeah. middle class because it's like, oh, it's a fancy meat. <laughs> mm. Let's crush it up and make it a burger. Yeah. Um, she said, uh, it, it tastes a bit like venison. Oh. Wow. wow. Uh, Andrea Gaskell says, on a walk once, my daughter commented that it was really funny how all the houses were stuck together. Oh. <laughs> my, uh, my son once was on a walk with his auntie and uh, he, he was going past, like, you know, them terrace cottages. Yeah. He went... How do people live in these houses so small? Well, we had it on holiday when my daughter said um, we were we were at Centre Parks and we were um, in one of the, the, the chalets there. And uh, my daughter went, Daddy, look at this. I went, well, went, the washing machine's in the kitchen. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? I was like, that's where, they, that's where they go a lot of the time. My daughter, the 12-year-old, has been on a train five times in her life to mm. London and back. She's only ever been at the weekend... Ah, so we've done the so cheeky, upgrade. cheeky little upgrade. Absolutely, yeah. Which doesn't help when she loudly proclaimed at Euston, "What's it like in standard?" <sighs> wow! I remember on uh, an episode of Eight Out of Ten Cats once, and we had um, Peter Jones on uh, from Dragons Den, 
lovely fella, loaded. Yeah. And we're all chatting, and we're, and we're sort of having this similar conversation, but about ourselves, about just the, you know, the times where you, you sort of got it slightly wrong. And it was jolly, and it was all... It was all stuff like this that we could all relate to, like normal stuff. Yeah. And then he went. He said, "Oh, it was a bit like when my we got on a on a uh, on a plane with my uh, daughter once, and uh, we used because they obviously all go private. Um, they used to go private uh, a private jet, I presume." Um, he said his daughter came on and loudly went, "What are all these people doing on our plane?" Oh, ouch! That's not good. That's not good. Radio. Music matters. Uh, same, by the way, Callum, mm. producer today. Yes. His mum's a year younger than me mm-hmm. in school. Had it on Facebook. Nothing. Oh, yeah. She's not re- she's not replied. No. I'll have a word. No, no don't no, make no, no, her. No, 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 no. Don't, don't make her. That would be weirder. It's just awkward now, isn't it? It is awkward. Yeah. I'm just saying it's more awkward, you know, for your mum, really. You know, she's got a minor celebrity in her, in her inbox. She's <laughs> 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 not accepting it. Terrible phrase. <laughs> That's like most of the 70s. Uh, 8, 12, 15 is the text this morning. Let's move on quick. Uh, we're talking middle-class moments. Uh, Nikki says, uh, I spent lots of money on my hair, makeup, outfit and shoes. Bet she looked great. I bet she did. It was for a wedding yesterday. Only to remove the shoes at some point in the evening uh, and run around with dirty feet that are now full of glass and covered in dirt. My top half was upper class. Upper class? Not even middle class. <laughs> Whilst my feet looked like I'd been, I was someone out of Oliver. Now sat here picking glass out of them oh, while listening to you two. Oh, oh, crikey, oh. Nicky, that doesn't sound... Stay classy, Look at glass. Where did you go to a wedding at a bar brawl? Sounds like... It's it's like Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Helen Homer says, My favourite moment uh, was that my uh, two-year-old pointing to a bowl of mushy peas and asking if she could have some avocado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happens See, avocado, moment. right, these days is... Do you remember when we was kids? I do. You'd have dreamed of an avocado, wouldn't you? You wouldn't even be able to. No. Because you didn't know what it were. No, you cannot move for them. I People was smashing them. I was, yes, yeah, sticking it on sourdough. Yeah. Putting an egg. Yeah. I was 22 before I had hummus. Was you? Yeah. I've told you this phrase before, but it's a true one. Go on. My uh, grand, this was the greatest saying she ever said. I was round her house, mm. was her house one Sunday like that, and she was sat in the chair because she was getting on, so you put her in a chair, she wouldn't move for the day. And if you just, you know, you had to go and spend time with him. She yeah. said, oh, she said, you know, I was 18, she said, before I saw the sea. Wow. I was 35 before I knew what a lesbian was. Mm-hmm. She said, and now your mum's cooking lasagna on a Sunday dinner. The world's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's, I, I agree with her. It's crazy. That's it? has it? <laughs> gone crazy. I, my, uh, my partner's uh, dad and uncle were at a, a fancy restaurant one time and he went, they're, they're from Kent, like, and... Uh, he got the he got the menu out and he went. <clears throat> he's looking at. It, he went, top of his voice, posh restaurant. Hey Rod, what are these asparagos? <laughs> asparagos in the matter. <laughs> That's asparagus, mate. It's asparagus. Jason, Absolute Radio, Sanford, where real music matters. Talking this morning about uh, muddle class moments, mm. those times. Which it's funny enough, your tours come you know isn't it's it? So random. Yeah. Uh, that it's my go-to subject on this show, but yeah, what my my tour, which um, is on sale now, uh, is uh, how many days you doing? Ten times as many as me. Yeah, well, yeah. however many Justin's doing, I'm doing lots. ten times as many. <laughs> uh, doing a lot of dates, doing a lot of dates. Yeah, um, all over, everywhere. In fact, to a point where I had to put a thing on my website where you put your postcode in, and then it tells you the nearest. 
gig. You know how like Argos have got? Yeah. Tells you where the nearest store is. Oh. I've got one of them. Manford so. Finder. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's weird because when you first go on, it shows you them all. It's just my face. It looks like the weather is all me. It's just like a map of the UK. It's just loads of my face. There'll be um, Manford Fronts. There will be. Coming in from the west. There certainly will yeah. be. Um, hey, you don't need a map for mine, just 20 dates, and it's uh, on sale just tomorrow.com forward slash gigs. <laughs> there you go. Now, I don't need your postcode, Gates Protection Act. <laughs> so, did... if you want to go see Jason, you need your postcode, your mother's maiden name. Yeah, exactly, Your first yeah. and your third mem- number of your pin. Yeah, your grandparents' first pet. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so my show's, my show is called Muddle Class, but also, I'm doing, the other thing I'm doing, I don't know whether this is going to work, but I'm doing some dates with a band. With a oh, little, yeah. little, a little, well, I call them a band. What's after orchestra. every gig? You go, drum, tsh. No, I'm not doing The muddle class is very much separate from my other career as All right. a former musical uh, hero. So you did some gigs? <laughs> yeah. Some music gigs? Music gigs, yeah. Because I've got an album. Really? Yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned this. <laughs> so you're doing some music gigs? Yeah. And how many songs will you sing in a music gig? I don't know yet. I've not, I've not planned it. I don't you know do, how you do. Will you do bits in between as well? And then a bit Funny of a chat in between, yeah. We just we have some banter with the drummer. I think they call it a cabaret. Yeah, so you just turn around and uh, I've ever told you my uh, my um, cabaret singer joke. Go on. Well, it goes a little something like this. <laughs> it's an old joke that one. It's a good one, though, isn't it? Nice. Yeah. It's nice. You could do it walking forward as well, and yeah. it goes a little something <laughs> like this. It's really hard. I've got to say, it's really hard trying to work out because a few people said, "Oh, you're gonna because obviously the album's out and that in September," and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna sing some songs in your." In your stand-up, no, like, no, I'm not. No, not at all. Don't Definitely do that. Not going to do that. No, that's Jason Manford, the comedian, the yes. hard-edged, yeah, you know, ballsy comedian, yeah. satirical legend. <laughs> we did a charity show the other week. <laughs> this is for the listeners. I'm not telling you, you know this. I oh, know, I know this. I was there. We did a show, and, and it was for our friend Lou. We do a lot for charity, don't we? Yeah, so very good friend of ours, Lou, yeah. <laughs> and she had done some very at the beginning, some very graphic material about her parts. Crikey, wasn't it? And he walked on. He went, "Wow, <laughs> now some time for my gentle northern humour." Yeah, how am I going to follow that with funny things my dad says and uh, yeah. what, what you could buy from Greg's? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was hard work. Either Callum wants us to stop talking or he joined the Nazi party. Yes. Yeah, so he keeps that, putting his hand up in a funny that, way like that. His hand does keep going yeah, up. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, we are going to finish because Sarah Champion is up next. Proper radio is on after 11 o'clock yes. this morning on Absolute. Uh, Justin Morehouse, uh, always a pleasure. Thank you, mate. And and, his, and by pure coincidence, you live near me and you're going to give me a lift home. I'm going to give you a lift home, yeah. Absolutely. Save your Uber. It's absolutely... Uh, what a, don't mention Uber, it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. That's it now. I can't go on Twitter for a week now. Those black cab drivers will be slagging me off again. Or, or a black cab. Or, or a private hire. Or Just can't They're all equally it. as good. No, they are. They are, but um, a lot of them have lost their sense of humour. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's no. Jason who's saying that, not I'm me. saying that. Yeah. I'm, and I stand by it. Uh, I hope you very well. Have a lovely Sunday. I will see you uh, next Sunday. And uh, obviously, within the week, you can follow Justin, Justin Morehouse on Twitter. At Justin Morehouse. At Justin Morehouse. And find out where his dates are and all that sort of stuff. And uh, have a lovely, lovely week. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.